Hey everyone, <clears throat> welcome to today's podcast. We're gonna talk about how to use intermittent fasting for weight loss because that's all the rage right now. It's one of the top ways people are attempting to use to lose weight. And so I wanted to you know, add my two cents into it. And uh, I have two cents to add because I have been unintentionally in a sense, intermittent fasting for almost three decades. And so I hope to kind of bring you know, some reinforcement of what you may already know about it, you know, to, to the good stuff and give you some new insights about how to make it work for you uh, that I think could be valuable. So, you know, the way I kind of stumbled into intermittent fasting almost 30 years ago when it wasn't called intermittent fasting. And I say this because this is going to this is going to be important in a, in a few moments. So what I first did is I realized my eating at night before I went to bed, I would eat dinner, take about an hour, hour and a half break. Then I would start eating and I would pretty much eat till bedtime. And just snack foods, you know? And so what I want to do is I want to get rid of that habit. And so anyways, I began moving that time frame, you know, further and further away from bed. Long story short, eventually I got to the point where I didn't eat at night. I eat dinner, then I'm done. And I finished six, seven o'clock at night. I'd eat the next day, seven or eight. And that has become my routine for, like I said, for about 30 years. And I've gotten so much benefit out of it. And initially it was so valuable to give my body a break from eating and there were so many positive changes from it, um, weight loss being one of them. But some of the bigger ones that I think intermittent fasting, one of the big benefits of it is that it frees up a lot of energy. You, you start off, I think, going down the intermittent fasting road by realizing that digestion is a huge use of energy in your body, okay? So when I was eating a bunch of food and then going to bed, I'm looking to go to sleep and rest and recover, but it's like my body's running a marathon. And so it was, so recover it, it was, there was a lot of recovery and relaxation that came with taking a break from eating because there was no break there was me my sleep time and that was about it there was never any extended period of time of not eating other than that <clears throat> and so starting to give myself that period of time was so good for my body so i'm a big fan of intermittent fasting in the sense of giving yourself a break from eating just allowing your body to just recover okay so I think intermittent fasting is great. It's also a super way to compress your eating so that it's easier. Again, it's a good strategy, I believe, to consume less calories. So I think that's great as well. Um, what I don't love about intermittent fasting, the way it's put out there now, is that people tend to look at it like they do most diets. It's one tactic. And so you're going to start off tomorrow doing, you know, eight hours eating, 16 hours of no eating. And like most diets, it's to me, it's like we're always trying to start with perfection. You know, it's like this with every diet, right? You're just, you're starting on day one being absolutely perfect with it. You're cutting half your calories out, no more carbs, no eating for 16 hours. And it's this big intentional change and shift you're looking to make. And that's where I have a problem with it. And so what I want you to do is I want you to start thinking about intermittent fasting uh, as something that you build up to, you practice, you get good at. Uh, so if you want to do the 16-8 and that's working well for you, great, you keep doing that. If you've tried doing intermittent fasting 16-8 and it hasn't worked for you, I'm talking to you <laughs> because I think that you can approach this in a better way um, to, to get the results you want. And so I think the first step is to realize that the intermittent fasting is really one tactic out of many that you want to have. And so, yes, it's a good strategy, but I think you want to have mindset things behind it and you want to have lifestyle factors behind that. So in programming yourself, then, right, we always say there's three pillars to weight mastery. There's your mindset, and I'm making the shape of a pyramid here. So the bottom level is your mindset. It's the most important, then your lifestyle, and then your eating strategies, okay? So 
in my opinion, you need to have the foundation. Trying to just focus on the eating strategies is like building a house from the roof down. Doesn't work well. And that's what a lot of people are trying to do with their intermittent fasting. They're exhausted, they're tired, they're overwhelmed, they don't feel well physically, and then they're gonna just jump in to try not eat for 16 hours. That's a big undertaking and it can feel overwhelming and it's completely unnecessary. So if you can get yourself out of that dieting mindset and get yourself into a weight mastery mindset where you're going to um, develop the skills to master your weight forever so that you can live your goal for the rest of your life, then we can approach this differently. And I think that's the secret to really making this work for you because intermittent fasting done properly can be one of the most enjoyable experiences you have. I really believe this. Um, but I think it takes a different mindset. So the first piece is the mindset. And again, there's a lot to that, but I will suggest the key part of the mindset of approaching intermittent fasting is to realize that you don't have to start tomorrow perfect. I think with the dieting mindset, it's all, it's all or nothing. And so I'm either going to do intermittent fasting perfectly or I'm not going to do it at all. And so if you can let go of that, you can open yourself up to, let me work on intermittent fasting. Let me start, again, start with where you're at. Maybe you eat until 10 o'clock at night. Okay, and so maybe you work on, I'm going to stop eating at 9 o'clock. I know, right? We always want just instant results and change everything all, all at once. But if you can bring some patience into this process, you can make it much more comfortable. And you can start working on developing that period of time where you're not eating. Now, that being said, another piece of the mindset piece I think is so important is it doesn't have to be 16-8. There's nothing magical about 16 hours of not eating. Okay, so if for you, because the main benefit of intermittent fasting is it's a great strategy to reduce your calories. Okay, but if you if, if, if eating 16 hours, a, not eating for 16 hours is really difficult for you, then make it 12 hours. You know what I mean? Again, I want you to realize part of the mindset piece of mastery of weight mastery is that you're going to customize a plan around you about around what works for you. And so I don't want you to just say, oh, I have to follow a plan exactly like this. No, you can take the aspects of that plan and, and it does work. Intermittent fasting is great, but slowly adopt it and tweak it and work it and optimize it and get used to it. You don't have to start off perfect. You can start off slow where it's comfortable and build it up so that you get more and more time where you're not eating, okay? And you don't have to get to 16 hours. For me, I'm right around, you know, 12, 12, 13 hours of not eating. And that works well for me because some people I know try to get to 16 and that 16 hours, you know, by the time they start eating, they're starving. And now they're overeating during the eight hours they're doing it. And it's really difficult and they don't look forward to it. So again, I want you to reference, does this work for me? If it's really hard, ease off a bit. You're not in a rush. Okay. So those are the big mindset pieces. There's more, but I'm going to, those are the big ones. Then there's the lifestyle. And this is so important because this is really what's going to dictate your ability to actually intermittent fast and have periods of time when you're not eating. And so the lifestyle factors I would suggest in order of importance, proper sleep, proper hydration, relaxation, breathing, nourishment, movement, meditation, gratitude. And so the most important ones, again, sleep, hydration, relaxation, nourishment are so huge because they're going to put you into the, the mental space, the energetic space to actually be able to not eat for that period of time. It makes you more grounded, more present. You're more tapped into your motivation. Um, the unhealthy cravings reduce. The healthy cravings increase. Your executive functioning and ability to influence your behaviors improves. So all of these things improve when your lifestyle cleans up and you have the mindset that's supporting you. And then you can go to work on the intermittent fasting. And then again, realizing, looping back to the mindset piece, that you go and work on the intermittent fasting and it's about figuring out strategies. So it's not just about not eating for 16 hours. It's about saying, during the, these eight hours, when I eat this, 
I feel really hungry and it's hard. When I eat this thing, it's a lot easier. So it's, it's a bit of trial and error. It's not just, I'm not gonna eat for 16 hours. That, stop thinking that way because you're trying to do everything with willpower. You wanna be strategic and start recognizing what foods you eat and how they impact your hunger, what foods you eat and how they impact your ability to not eat for those times you don't want to, you see? So again, it's, it's more to it than just the tactic of just don't eat for 16 hours. You gotta make it more than that and it'll work better for you. I can almost guarantee it. Um, but let it, let it be an organic process that you build up. You don't have to start it perfect. Start slow and start lengthening the period of time, of, uh, the amount of time during the day where you're not eating because it is one of the greatest gifts you can give your body, your mind, and your spirit. You, I, I can almost guarantee you will feel a lot better because you're going to give your body the rest and the break it truly needs and deserves, okay? So I, I hope this helps you out and practice with this. Play around with it and see how it impacts you. And hopefully it, it's a real positive impact for you. Right? Um, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. I will do my best to answer them. What's up, Astra? Um, Becky Green, I don't lose weight. In, I don't lose weight intermediate fasting just to control myself, but I must pack in calories. Yeah, uh, you know, listen, Becky, that wouldn't be unusual. I, I, I see this all the time because right now intermittent fasting is probably one of the top diets, right? So everyone comes to me that they're, they're doing it. I don't know, I'm intermittent fasting, I'm not losing weight. Well, what I see most of the time when someone says that is that they're not eating, you know, they'll only till noon. And by the time noon rolls around, they're starving. And so one of the big things you got to watch out for with intermittent fasting, I didn't mention this, or intermittent fasting is... Uh, you got to watch out for the licensing effect. And this is a cognitive bias we all have, where when we do something like good and virtuous and moral, we tend to follow it up by doing something not so good for virtuous and moral. And so there's a couple of reasons for that, but just be careful of that, you know, cause we're so like, oh, I didn't eat for 16 hours. Now it feels like, oh, there's no way I'd be able to eat too many calories now, you know, and that's not true. So yeah, a lot of people pack in the calories during those eight hours because A, they're depleted willpower wise, uh, to be able to influence their eating and B their awareness has kind of receded a bit because they feel like they're in the clear now because they didn't eat for 16 hours. So yeah, pay attention to that. Cause you can easily eat just as many calories um, in eight hours as you do. in you know, whatever 16 hours that people may eat. Um, good information. I'm glad you enjoy it. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to show you say that Tamaya. Tamaya. Um, Kelly says I spend my day planning meals and thinking about food. I don't know what it's like to not to. Yeah, I get that Kelly. I mean, well, I'll tell you, but first of all, is, is that a problem? You know, um, I, I'm going to assume it because you say you need a mindset change. Uh, so I'm going to assume I spend my day planning meals and thinking about food and it's not working for you or you're doing that and it is working for you. You know, I'm going to assume it's not working for you or else you probably wouldn't mention it. Uh, I spend my day not thinking about food much. And it's funny because I was just it's funny. Like when I go off my schedule, I start to notice. Let me back up a little bit. I am a hypnotist, so I focus on the subconscious mind. You have a conscious mind and a subconscious mind. Understand this is crucial, by the way. You have a conscious and a subconscious mind. The subconscious part of your mind is the part of you that handles all your habitual thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. It's the part of you that's in control of your behaviors and ultimately your weight. And you have your conscious mind, which is a logical, rational part of you that is, you know, it, it's about... It's the part of you that knows why you should lose weight, wants you to lose weight, knows what you should do, and tries to get you to do it. Right? This is where your willpower is. And so typically when people try and create weight loss or change in their lives and their behaviors, they try and use their conscious mind to fight against and stifle and restrict their subconscious behaviors. Right? So it's like you naturally sit on the sofa at 8 o'clock and eat ice cream. And I say, no, we can't do that anymore. You know, I was, I'm going to eat this. I know I can't do this. So for me, it's like, I really focus everything around the subconscious mind. The subconscious mind is very 
pattern oriented. So let me give an example. Like you brushing your teeth, that's a subconscious behavior. You don't have to really think about it. You just do it on autopilot. And so I really focus on that part of my mind and I focus on structural um, strategy so that my eating is very, very similar Monday through Friday. And then again, it's a 5-2 plan, five days of clean eating, two days of pleasure eating. The clean days are very, very similar. The pleasure days are very similar in a lot of ways. And so there's a lot of structure there. And that allows me to really optimize what I'm eating without having to think about it very much. You know, so um, I'm not sure. I didn't know it's a lifestyle. Yep. So Kelly, yeah, it's always a lifestyle, you know, like, again, kind of making it automated is, is one of the key factors of this whole thing. Becky says these lives are really helping me. I listen whenever I see you on a live. That's awesome, Becky. Becky, listen, you know, if you want to listen, make sure you don't miss any of them. This is a podcast. I, all of these, these are live streamed to YouTube. I take these, these audios I do now and I put them up um, on the podcast. So you can, it's program yourself then as the podcast and it's on all the, the podcast sites, you know? So uh, yeah, the more you listen to this, because I, listen, this is my mission, right? So I, I do this stuff for free. This here I do for free. I do coaching too. I've got programs um, if you want to work with me, uh, but I do this for free because this, again, is a mission for me. So if you listen to this podcast regularly, it will help you, like no doubt about it, for free. You know, so it's a great job. But yeah, they'll definitely help you because I'm using, I'm doing what I do here. You know what I mean? I'm not holding anything back and it's not just information I'm giving you. I would say like what makes me a little different in how I'm approaching all this stuff is I'm using conversational hypnosis. I am literally communicating with your subconscious mind um, in a very specific way. And so I'm not just giving you information. I'm framing it in a way that hopefully, you know, will have more of an impact than just you learning something. That's the goal, you know? And so the more you listen to it, the more, am I hypnotizing you? Again, hypnosis is just the process of influencing your subconscious mind, you know? And so, yes, I am actively looking to do that. So the more you listen, the more your subconscious mind is being impacted and the more you'll naturally see that you start making healthier choices and start being the person you want to be. And that's the path to change that I help people with. That's the path that I used. It's not a strict, oh, I got to change everything now. This white knuckle, you know, willpower approach to trying to change. It's a much more comfortable, casual, relaxing way to create change, you know? And what it's based around is really your mindset. When you change the way you think about things, you change how you feel about them. And when you change how you think and feel about something, you change how you behave with it. And when it's done right, it just feels very natural and very, it's just a normal way. So um, that's what we're looking to do here. So the more you listen, yeah, the more benefit you'll get. Um, I started eating 150 grams of protein a day and I don't crave sugar anymore and I've lost eight pounds in two weeks. Great job, Mary. Is it Mary? Mary, Mary, Marie. That's awesome. Great job. I would suggest you add, listen, protein's great, okay? And that's really put out there as the main, you know, that, that's a little keto, paleo thing. It is satisfying compared to carbs and fat. Protein's one of the more satisfying, satiating um, ingredients. But it even pales in comparison to fiber. Fiber's not put out there because there's a lot of reasons. Listen, protein's put out there because there's a huge meat industry. And so they really push the protein thing. But um, fiber is really the stuff, too. You know, that, that'll make you feel full as well. So if you add more fiber now to your diet, it'll be even easier for you. All right. What's your take on carnivore diet? It makes it easier for me to fast longer, one meal a day. Um, I mean, I'm a vegetarian, so there's that. So I'm biased, okay. But uh, at the same time, my program, my program yourself then is diet agnostic. So uh, if, 
you know, there's people that are carnivores in it. They're paleo, keto, you know, vegan, all, all of it. And I help them do whatever you want to follow. Cause again, you have to customize a plan around you. So if that works for you, super, you know, I, I got some ideas about carnivore. I mean, again, I'm a, I'm a vegetarian, so I'm biased with that. So, so I think the saturated fats, I think, um, really just eating, just eating meat, especially this day and age, unless it's really well sourced and I don't know how it could be. Uh, cause the problem, listen, if you were eating, you know, if it was 500 years ago and you're eating just meat, okay. Right. Because those animals are nu- nutrient aggregators. You're eating animals that are grazing over hundreds of square miles. And so you're getting all those nutrients in that meat. Um, but now, you know, you got to make sure you get your, your food from the right place. Uh, you know, if they're on a feedlot, what do you, you know what I mean? What, what are you aggregating nutritionally? Um, if you're getting, you know, grass fed even, uh, you know, that's better, but again, it's just cows. So, so you're getting, you're not getting a lot of nutrient density or variety in that diet. I don't know, you know, but, um, in my opinion, that's how I look at it. But so, so again, I'm, I'm plant-based and I think everyone should be plant-based, uh, cause I think there's just so many micronutrients and fiber and just things in that, that are essential for, for the best health, but I'm biased, you know? So if that works for you, I say, great, you know, um, that, that's what I say to that. <laughs> Does your goal weight have to be in the healthy BMI range? Um, no, because healthy BMI range is interesting. You know, just normal weight is not healthy BMI. Do you understand? They're coming out with studies now where people that are technically in the overweight range um, are just as healthy as people in the normal weight range and sometimes healthier. There's other factors, um, exercise being a primary one. So it's not just weight. Um, when you start getting to the obese level of the BMI chart, you know, then it starts becoming pretty correlated with, you know, with health issues. Um, but if you're in the overweight range of BMI, um, it seems that, that the science is kind of saying like, that doesn't necessarily mean you're unhealthy. You know, again, it comes down to lifestyle and, and the factors like that, which I think is important because when you choose your goal weight, I always suggest that you choose your goal weight based on which goal weight's going to give you the best quality of life. And what that means is you can't just pick a number. People make this mistake all the time. They just pick a number, but you got to take into account. You've got to live and eat a certain way in order to achieve that number. Are you willing to do that? Because I see a lot of people choose a weight that's really low, and in order to achieve it, they got to live this way, and they don't want to live this way. It's a shitty quality of life. Let's just exaggerate it. Let's just say to live this way, you got to drink water and eat carrots. Well, you're not going to do that. It's a shitty quality of life. And so you say, screw it. I don't want to do that. But then you just, if you keep the same goal weight, you know what I mean? You, you put yourself in this mental trap. So I think the secret to finding the right goal weight that really resonates with you, and this is an important piece, because once you are congruent, and you really, really want that goal for a lot of reasons, then you unleash a lot of motivation and it makes it easier. So that process of choosing the right goal weight is an important one. It just takes some time with it. But choose the weight that's going to give you the best quality of life. And for a lot of people, that's raising the goal weight a little bit, you know, and it's being honest with yourself. You can't just live in this fan- this fantasy world of more one away. Because I've asked people, I- I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions and it's always start. What do you want to weigh? You know, X amount of pounds. Why do you want to weigh that? I don't know. I, I don't know. Cause that's what I weighed when I got married. That's when I weighed when I was 18, you know? And it's just like this. Well, so what? Who gives a shit if you weighed down when you were 18, you know, you're 58 now. So, so why, what? You're not going to be 18 again. If that's what you're hanging on to, you got to let go of that. <laughs> that's a whole other thing. But, but anyways, so whatever your goal weight is, you got to make it congruent and give it more meaning for a lot of people. The goal weight doesn't have much meaning. You think about it all the time, but don't confuse thinking about your goal weight all the time with it having meaning. It, cause it doesn't, I promise you, if you, you weigh what you want subconsciously and don't get offended by that because I say it cause it can help you clarify this, this problem. Um, most people don't really want to lose weight. You wish you'd lose weight. You like fantasizing about it, but you don't really want to do it. You don't want to do the things to make it happen. 
And that's the first challenge you probably have to overcome is the motivation piece. That's why in Program Yourself Then, it's the very first thing we start with is the motivation. Because I'm going to sit here. If, you're, if you haven't lost weight in a while, it's because you're not properly motivated. I don't know. You don't believe that. You hit, me, hit me up in the comments, but I'm just going to say it. And just because you think about weight loss all the time doesn't mean you're motivated. Just so we know. <laughs> um, Kelly says, after 30 years of raising a family and doing it every day for my family, now I'm still doing it. Um, what, making those meals? Oh, how lovely. Just found you on Spotify. I'm going to listen during my walks. Thank you. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I would definitely do that. I always want to make a program. I guess this is it, and technically. Uh, is It was called Walk Yourself Thin, you know, because I was like, that would be the cool thing. I still think that sometimes, like doing like a half hour, 20 minute hypnosis sessions while you walk, like walking hypnosis. Because hypnosis isn't being in a trance all, all, you know what I mean? Like it, it's important that you understand that. Hypnosis is just the process of influencing your subconscious mind. It's very important to understand that because every commercial you watch is hypnosis. Every time you watch TV or a movie, you're, you're using hypnosis. It, it feels good too, by the way, right? Hypnosis is fun and it's very powerful, but they've, they've, they've made it look like this goofy shit and it's not, it, it's a real thing. And it's why you like watching movies and TV, because think about this, you're sitting on your sofa in a room watching something and it's affecting how you feel in a dramatic way. This is why it feels good. We're vicariously experiencing the things we're watching. But think about that for a second. You could be watching sports, right? You're sitting your ass on tea, on the sofa, you're watching the thing, but your, your adrenaline's running, you're all into it, right? As if you were almost playing it, right? That's the power of your mind. Your subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between vivid imagination and reality. That's why you're, I'm, watching, I'm watching a football game and I'm like this here, right? Like I'm playing, I'm sitting on the sofa. You you'll think about this. So when we learn how to use our imagination, because it's the language of the subconscious mind is imagination. So that's how I help people lose weight. It's, and it's, that's why it's fun and comfortable because it's built around you clarifying and connecting who you want to be. It's about, again, we take weight loss and rapid in personal development. So it's not about losing weight. It's about becoming the best version of yourself possible, way more motivating. Part of that's being at your goal weight. But it's about connecting to that regularly, every day. Because when's the last time you connected or clarified who you truly want to be? Who is the best version of you? And I know the answer is never. I already know that. <laughs> but it's like, imagine if you did. It becomes like a commercial for the best version of you. And just like a commercial, every commercial is a hypnosis session. And they're trying to influence you to increase your desire for whatever product they're promoting. But when are you looking at commercials for you being the best version of yourself? What support systems do you have in place for you to be the best version of yourself possible? I know the answer to that. It's zero. And so it's not a surprise why you're not getting the results because I can show you that you're doing the exact steps that will keep you stuck. You're, you're doing the exact things to keep yourself overweight. I can show you that. How, Jim? Okay. You want to know how you're hypnotizing yourself to be overweight? It's sneaky, so you don't realize it, but I'm going to point it out to you right now. You're your own best or worst hypnotist because you're up in your head talking 24 hours a day. You're talking to yourself. And what you're always talking about is the problem. You are always in your head asking questions like, what's wrong with me? Why can't I stick to a plan? Why can't I lose this weight? Why can't I eat better? Why do I keep eating this shitty food? Why don't I eat the good stuff? What's wrong with me? It's always this. Constantly, you're looping through these questions. And what you don't realize is all of these questions are you imagining yourself doing the wrong stuff. You imagine yourself being overweight, out of control, overeating, choosing the wrong foods. You're always thinking about yourself doing the wrong stuff. And that's what you're, you're, that's what you're influencing your subconscious mind to... That you're programming, literally. You're hypnotizing yourself. 
you're hypnotizing your subconscious mind. You're saying, subconscious mind, we're overweight. We're out of control. We're overeaters. We can't choose the healthy stuff. We always choose the wrong stuff. We always overeat when it's in front of us. You're always saying that to yourself. Because, and I'll, t- I'll prove it to you, because watch the vacuum that appears in your mind. Um, when's the last time, and, and what do you say? Like, wh- who's the best version of you? What do you, how can you lose the weight easily and comfortably? How can you enjoy the process? How can you eat healthier foods and make it easy and just automatic? You hear that silence? That's because you never ask those questions, ever. And if you start asking them regularly, you change the programming. You start changing how you think about yourself. You start coming up with new strategies, new structures. It's not, like, it's not rocket science. It's just that you just don't think about it, you know? So, anyways. Um, but, yeah, well, listen to me on the podcast. It's Program Yourself Thin. It's on, all, it's on Spotify. It's on all of them, you know? And you should definitely listen to it because it's, it's amazing. <laughs> it really is. What do you think of keto? Uh, I, I mean, I think keto, it's like all of it. It's, it's not that it doesn't have some good ideas with it, but it's like everything we got to do in America, we take it to some friggin' extreme. And this idea, like, like to be in ketosis, it was a diet created for epileptics, you know, trying to help epileptics with it. There's no, there's no society living in ketosis. You know, again, it's just an over, another over drastic overcorrection to try and lose weight. Now, what's the point? I mean, the point of it, I think, is in response to, in America anyways, the number one source of calories is baked goods, you know? So refined carbs is a big problem. And so that's a diet built around that, you know? And so it's a strategy to reduce carbs, you know, fi- re- reduce refined carbs. Um, so I like some aspects of keto, but I think when you take it to the extreme, it's fucking miserable. No one wants to be in ketosis. You want to go to your, your nephew's birthday party, you can't have a piece of cake. It's just, again, what did I say? What did I tell you? I said your goal weight should be the goal weight that gives you the best quality of life. And the idea that you're never going to eat a carb again, that doesn't seem like a good quality of life to me. You know, you, you make your own decisions. But for me, it would not be. And so, again, I prefer to compress my, my carb eating into two days and, and, you know, master it, manage it. But so that's my thoughts on keto, you know. I lost two kilograms and now I can't lose anymore. I'm stuck. I don't know why. Please help. Um, I mean, how long has it been? You know, how long have you been? You know, I was just thinking that like, you know, I I watch MMA and there's a guy, Nate Diaz. I'm a big fan of his. And he's a guy that it takes an amazing amount of punishment. You can't beat him. And they always say like, he doesn't lose. He just runs out of time. You know, and I was thinking about that today. I'm like, there's really no such thing as failure. There's no such thing as I can't lose anymore. There's usually I just quit. You know what I mean? Like, 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 how long has it been? So if you could answer that, then I'll, I'll talk a little more about it. But but people kind of throw that out usually way too soon, first of all. Um, Becky says, I want to be 125, but realistically, my goal is 145, currently 162. Um, yeah, okay, so Becky, I would get I would get congruent on that. See, like to keep saying, it's like if I just kept saying, oh, I want to be a billionaire, I want to be a billionaire. I don't want to be a billionaire. I don't want to work that hard. I don't want that responsibility. Would I love to have a billion dollars all of a sudden? Yeah, I guess. But I don't want I don't want anything to do with it. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, so if I keep saying that, I'm sending myself conflicting messages, and that's what you're doing. Um, you don't want to be 125. You do not want to be 125 pounds. Would you like to magically, like, if you could push a button, you'd be 125 pounds? Sure. But let's bring ourselves into reality. And in the real world of cause and effect, you don't want to be 125 pounds. You don't want to live that way. Not at this point, anyways. Okay. So listen, you can always change your goal weight. 
you know, but I would say my goal is 145 because that's comfortable. I feel like I can get there. It's a comfortable way of living. I get the body. I get to live and eat kind of the way I want to. That's the sweet spot. That's what I want. The more congruent you get with that, great. Stop with the bullshit. Oh, I wish I was 125. You know, stop. Be congruent about what you want. The real sweet spot is 145 for you right now. Now, listen, you might get to 145, stay there for a couple of years and then say, you know what? I want to go to 125. Great. That's another conversation. But you want to get yourself congruent because what you're doing is you keep thinking, I want to be 125. And what you're saying is you're minimizing the value of 145. You're making like, well, I'm 162, but if, well, I guess I get to 145, but I really want to be 125. And so now 145 doesn't seem that great. Do you see what I mean? So you're sending all conflicting messages to your subconscious mind. And that's a big part of why, you know, it's going to be a struggle for you to get there if you don't get clear. Um, I'm at 73 kilograms and I want to weigh 55 kilograms. How long is that going to take? Um, I weigh 160, but I want to be 120. Um, how long is it going to take is I would take that question and put it in a rocket ship and shoot it to the moon and never ask it again. Like who gives a shit how long it takes? Now, I know I know you're used to thinking that way. But again, what I would suggest is never mind how long it takes. Start asking how long is it going to last? Okay, so who gives a shit if it took a year or two to get to 120, but you did it in a way that's so sustainable. You lived at 120 for the rest of your life easily, comfortably. Do you see what I mean? So you always want to flip that over. Stop with the fast thing. Um, that fast thing is the, the initial, you think like a dieter, right? Everyone watching this, you probably think like dieters unless you listen to me regularly. Um, and a dieter, again, it's kind of like a Russian nesting doll of, of mindsets. And the outermost mindset of a dieter is that you think of it temporarily. I'm going to diet until I lose the weight. And then that leads to a whole cascade of problems. You know, it becomes, okay, well, if I'm just do this temporarily, I might as well do it quick. Let's just get it over with. Okay, I want to do it quick. What's the fastest way I can lose the weight? Oh, the fast way I can do is this. And you start to turn the weight loss process into a sprint, um, which sounds great. But if you think about a sprint, really, it requires perfection, right? If you trip a little bit in a sprint, you lost. It, it requires absolute perfection. And so there's no room for mistakes. And so, you know, every chance you get, you've got to pull back and say, I don't give a shit how long it takes me. I really don't care. I want to live at my goal weight for the rest of my life on your autopilot. That's my goal. And I don't care how long it takes. I don't care. And as soon as you let that go, it's just like you step into a new reality. Because as long as you keep referencing and bouncing everything off of how long it's taking you, uh, it's very hard. It's very difficult to keep up the motivation because you're always going to feel like it's going slower and you're going to feel discouraged and you're feeling patient and frustrated. So... That'd be my suggestion. So I don't know how long it would take you anyways. Do you have a podcast? Yes, I do. Program Yourself Thin. Program Yourself Thin. That's the podcast. It's on all the main podcast platforms. Um, can you please do a walking hypnosis? Yes, I'm going to do that because I, I really do want to do that. I got some things I got to do before that, but maybe in the fall, maybe in the summer. Who knows? Depends how I go through <laughs> little moments of crazy productivity and then followed by less. <laughs> uh, but that would be fun. Uh, 105 pounds. I'm five one currently 117. Great, but again, give it more meaning. Okay, like listen, you got to understand that the the real goal of your goal weight is, is to make it more meaningful. Why do you want to weigh that? You know, um, and you're gonna realize a lot of it's for feelings inside. Listen, here's what I'm trying to say. Your weight is a means to an end. The the weight, like if you got to a, a X amount of pounds, it doesn't guarantee you're gonna be happy. So you have to recognize that weight and money are very similar. They're means to an end. And what that means is that you can't just focus on the outcome, right? Because you'd be like, oh, I got a job for you, and it pays you a million dollars a month. You say, holy shit, yeah, what is it? What is it? Um, you got to go and rob uh, senior citizens every day. Go, oh. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's like we have to take into account. Now, I, I say it as an example because I compare that to the dieting thing. Well, I got a plan here. I can lose 20 pounds in a month. Goes, what? What? Sign me up. Oh, you just drink water. 
and you don't eat anything. Oh, just, just, I mean, like I, I'm, I'm exaggerating these things to prove a point, but it's like, is going into ketosis and living in ketosis for the foreseeable future that much different? Like if you hate it, you hate it. And so what a lot of dieters do, they feel like, oh, I don't, I hate it, but who gives a shit? I just got to force myself to do it anyways. That is so wrong. You know, it's really about figuring out a way that works for you and resonates with you. And no one ever talks about that. They just want to give you the plan and then you're going to try and follow it. And so that, that, that again gets to the core, the core of programming yourself then is really built around the core problem you have with your weight is not that you don't know what to do. You know this, right? You, you know what you should and shouldn't eat. The problem is you can't get yourself to do it consistently. You've got plans up the wazoo. Let me put it this way. If you were a robot and you just typed in what you were going to eat all day and you just did it, you wouldn't have any problem losing weight. The problem is you, you have an intention to eat that way and then it comes time to do it and then you're like, oh, I'm going to have some sugar. Oh, and then you eat the sugar or whatever the food is, you know? And so you have very, no one's ever teaching you how to shift your mindset. No one's ever teaching you how to influence your behaviors. And so here you sit with a bunch of vague ideas of things you should do. I should eat less carbs. I should eat less fat. I should cut my calories down. I should intermittent fast. I should do all the things you should do and no ability to get yourself to do them. And part of the reason is you never study or learn how to get yourself to influence your behaviors. <laughs> I mean, you know, in my program, right, it's like the mindset piece. There's mindset, lifestyle, eating. The mindset piece is six categories. We start with motivation. You don't even know how to motivate yourself. Let's be honest. If you did, you would have started losing weight a long time ago. You're just in the perpetual thinking about it. You know, you really don't know how to motivate yourself. Not truly, because motivation is when you take action. And are you taking action to lose weight? Then you're not motivated. You, you see what I mean? Like, and again, it's not, I'm not being a ball buster here. I'm just trying to be honest with you so that you can, you can uh, diagnose the problem properly. Because you keep thinking you don't have willpower. You think it's, oh, I don't have enough willpower. That's not it. That is not it. You're, it has very little to do with your willpower. It has a lot to do with the fact that you have no idea how to influence your mindset. That's what me thinks. Um, so those are true veggies in the fridge. They're easy and good. Get eaten. At least I like them. Yeah, Siobhan, that's, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. You got to make it easy. Easy, easy, easy. I just made a video like this. Check it out if you haven't seen it yet. I just posted it yesterday. But it was um, the laziest way to lose weight. You know, because that's another thing. I find this fascinating that, that deep down, tell me if this isn't true. Give me a bunch of hearts if this is true for you. I, I want to, I'm curious. Deep down, be honest. You want, you want a hard weight loss program, right? The harder, the better. Because deep down, you associate the harder it is, the more strict it is, the faster your results are going to be. <laughs> Let's be honest, right? You know, there they go. Yeah, right? Let's be honest. And so think about this. Subconsciously, you're, like, you want it to be hard. And that's all you see. You only see hard ways to lose weight. Because all you think about is losing weight. I would suggest that you upgrade your goal from losing weight to living at your goal weight. They're, they're two completely, they're two worlds apart. Even if you think they sound the same, they're not. Because one is just about losing weight and it's a temporary process. And the other one is about your ultimate goal and being there forever. And so you want to start crystallizing, clarifying, creating that vision, that idea. Um, and it takes consistent practice to do that. Okay. But that's going to be a big, that's going to be a big difference for you. All right. Um, I need to lose half my body weight, but I self-sabotage. Is there any way to stop myself doing this? Um, yeah, I don't think, I don't like the self-sabotage thing because again, I think it gets into the paradigm of how people are trying to change, which again, if you, if you buy into the idea that you have a conscious mind, a subconscious mind, the subconscious mind just run all the programs you've learned. 
You know, you've learned how to eat these ways and now you just do them. And when you want to lose weight, you use your conscious willpower to try and stop yourself from doing those things. You see? And so the process is fucked from the beginning because it's you fighting against yourself from the beginning. That's the whole process. You consciously trying to repress and restrict and fight against your impulses. Right? And you're able to do it for a little while. And then what happens? I tell people, oh, I've died for a year doing this shit. And then all of a sudden this fades away. You get tired, bored, distracted, whatever. This fades away. And what do you do? Just go back to what you always did. This subconscious part of your brain anatomically is 90% of your brain. The, the conscious willpower part of your brain is 10% of your brain. You know, people think of willpower because they think of like this non-physical thing that's just always there for them. It's not. You need to think of your willpower like a muscle. It's a prefrontal cortex process, 10% of your brain, very glucose intensive. And so it's like a muscle. It starts at its highest point when you wake up and it goes down like this. And so you can't rely on willpower. If you get nothing else out of this, that's it. So you're not sabotaging yourself. Sabotage is, a lot of people use the word sabotage when this happens. Uh, they just, they run out of steam. They, they can't keep up the, the intense focus on fighting against themselves. And they do this and they say, oh, I self-sabotage myself. And I don't say that. I say, to me, it's like you just, you ran out of steam. It was a sh- stupid it's just kind of a stupid approach. I'm not blaming. I'm not calling you stupid. I think you've been conditioned by the diets. To, this is how you approach it. Which, by the way, let me say it. You, if you listen to me ever, you know what I'm about to say. But the diets are bullshitting you guys. It, it, listen, it's, the diets are sheep's and wolves' clothing. All the big diets that you're learning from and that have in, infected your way of thinking about weight loss are all owned by big food companies. So all these companies you're trusting, you tell me how much you want to trust them. Did you know Weight Watchers was owned by Heinz? Did you know Jenny Craig was owned by Nestle? Did you know that the company that owns Zakin's Food Products is owned by the same company that owns Onions, Pretzels, and Cinnabon? Did you know (laughs) SlimFast, the company that owns SlimFast, the same company that owns Ben & Jerry's Ice Cream? So you think to yourself, do they really want you to stop eating that processed bullshit that's making you overweight? Do they really want you to stop eating their products to lose weight? Me thinks they don't. Again, I always say, like, the day they buy Program Yourself then and put it out to the world, I'll take it all back. But I don't see that happening because people get in my program stop eating that stuff. So it would be harmful for their business model. So the fact that they buy all these diet programs and put them out there makes me think that they're putting out a message that doesn't work. And, again, it seems that's true because 95% of people fail to lose weight long-term with diets. So, you know, a lot of people stuck and they can't figure it out. So anyways, you're not, sabot- you're not sabot- self-sabotaging yourself as much as you've got a shitty strategy to change up your behavior and lose weight. And so in Program Yourself, then we use our conscious mind to reprogram our subconscious mind so that we automatically, because this part just chugs along. Again, like your toothbrushing. You don't have to remember to brush your teeth. You just get up and now, oh, next thing you know, there's a toothbrush in your mouth. You're getting ready to go to bed. Next thing you know, there's a toothbrush in your mouth. You see? So that's what we want to do. We want to train that part of your brain. The part of your brain that says, oh, it's 8 o'clock, let's eat ice cream. We want that part of your brain to say, oh, it's 8 o'clock, let's just sit on the sofa and watch a show. Do you know what I mean? So we're using a conscious mind, but we're using it to reprogram the subconscious mind so that you automatically do the things that keep it your goal weight. Like, I, I've, I've maintained the same weight for 30 years. I haven't dieted at all. I don't even work out at all, like in any calorie-burning capacity. It's a mastery of what I'm putting in my mouth, and I've mastered that because I've mastered my structure, the, the way I eat, the, my structure of eating. I eat the same way Monday through Friday, breakfast, lunch, um, and similar dinners. And then I got my pleasure eating where I eat similar things there too. But there's a lot of structure to it. And so I've ritualized it. I'm using my subconscious mind for me. So there's no sabotage here, you see? If I find some behavior I don't like, I go to work on reprogramming a new one in its place, if that makes sense. And so there's no self-sabotage. There's just old programming that I want to rechange, 
Hope that makes sense because that's the core of what, what I do with people. Have you written a book? Uh, no, I'm, I'm getting ready to work on a, I got someone I'm working with. I can't wait and uh, can't wait to put it out there. Um, I could use a walking hypnosis. Yeah, everyone likes that idea. I, I gotta, I'm going to do that. Walk yourself then. That's a good one. Um, definitely will check your podcast. Such positive, effective techniques. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you saying that. And um, that, may, that, that means a lot to me. I love your analogies. That means a lot to me too. Thank you, Brenda. Because again, you know, listen, folks, this is the only place you're really getting this because I've spent... 30 years personally, 20 years professionally obsessed with this stuff. Like I really am obsessed with it. And I've come at it from the outside the system. You know why? Because I, I, I would have loved to just learn this from the system. I would have loved someone's like to teach his mindset weight loss. I would have loved to just learn from them. Save me a lot of time. <laughs> but who am I, who are you gonna learn from? I ask this every live. Who are you learning mindset weight loss from? Who? It's the most important thing. Your mindset's impacting your weight more than anything else, more than your genetics your hormones, your menopause, your Hashimoto's, your type 2 diabetes, your insulin resistance, any of it. Your mindset's the number one thing impacting your weight and no one's talking about it. No one's ever talked about it. You couldn't even name me a place. Don't tell me Noom with their goofy, you know, pop psychology. It's fine. I mean, don't get me wrong, but it's like we're so starved of that information that that seems like it's amazing information. It's not. It's, it's kindergarten in my world, you know? And so, again, the mi- biggest missing piece in the weight loss puzzle for most people is that they don't know how to influence their behaviors. The, the fact is you, you sitting here right now know enough about what you should and shouldn't eat to start losing weight, most likely. The problem is you don't know how to get yourself to eat that way. And no diet's ever going to do that for you, right? I mean, it's just more plans that you try and force yourself to do. So no one ever shows you this mindset approach. And that's what I do, you know? And so I've had to create this. You know what I mean? I, I read 50 books a year. I've spent tens and tens of thousands of dollars on my own weight loss, health, certifications, understanding all this, you know, and, um, and I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. So it's like, I'm obsessed with this stuff. So I love to get to share it. And my greatest compliment that I love getting is that it's practical. That's what I'm about. Cause I think if you, if you could pigeonhole every single weight loss plan out there, like I'm going to put them all into one container. It's that they tell you what to do. You know what I mean? It's like, I, I would never do that. Like, I would seem like such an asshole move. Like, if I could I could make a diet. I could name it something. I've, I've, I've thought about this. I won't do it. But it's like, I could put a diet on. But like, I would just say, oh, this is what I eat. This is what you should eat. You'll lose weight, right? And it would sell. People, oh, I've got to, I've got to just tell me what to do. And no one would do it because no one can do it. All the diets work if you follow them to the letter. Problem is, you can't follow them to the letter. You, you know what I mean? So the problem is that you don't have approach to, like, make this process your own. And it's really mindset-based. And yes, there are lifestyle strategies as well that really make it helpful and eating strategies. So I go through that too in the program. But it really all starts with the mindset. So, But but all these n- nice things you're saying, I appreciate all that. Thank you. Um, let's see. Uh, I cleanse my whole body out. I no longer crave carbs and sugars. Super, Angie. Great job. But understand, listen, listen. You understand that cravings, there's two parts to cravings. I'm not saying this to discourage you. I'm saying this to prepare you, okay? There's two parts to cravings. There's the physical part, right? So good job. You cleared out the physical cravings. And there are the mental cravings, okay? What are the mental cravings? The mental cravings show up because the way your brain works is it's triggered by environmental cues, okay? So it's like you might feel like, oh, I'm done. I'm good with all the sugar and the carbs. I'm great. And then all of a sudden you go and you go to a birthday party and there's a cake there. Right now you're in birthday mode, cake, oh God. Right now all the cravings kick in. So don't be surprised by that. It's just a natural way things go. But understand that, that there's two. There's physical cravings and there's mental cravings. And the mental cravings are the longer lingering ones, you know, especially when it comes to carbs and sugars. So 
Again, it's not not. I don't say I discourage you, but just recognize it. What's up, Ricky? Enjoying summer? First day of summer for you? Second day. Right? Show me how. Yeah, Kelly. Listen, any of you that are interested in this, go go click my bio and get that hypnosis session I give you. Okay. It's a free hypnosis session. It's called the New Thin Me, and it is. Uh, it's a great session. It's to help you kickstart your weight loss, right? By clarifying what is the goal? Who do you want to be? And stepping into that. It's exciting. It feels really good. And so, um, yeah, get my world. It's free. And then I give you a training, three steps to master your weight. You ought to watch it, okay? And then um, I email you every day. So, you know, you can find out about my, my coaching program. I coach too, but I give a lot of stuff away for free too. You know, more than anyone else, I bet. Vicky, what's up, Vicky? I didn't know you were here. For the first time ever, I feel that reprogramming my subconscious is actually possible. Thank you. Yeah, Vicky's awesome. She's been in the program. And uh, again, super duper smart. Listen, I'll tell you who's in the program, who well, who does well with my program, my approach. Overthinkers, <laughs> perfectionists, you know. That's what I've noticed by far the majority of, of clients I've worked with are overthinkers. And overthinking is a double-edged sword. Uh, it depends on what you're thinking about. Like, it, it's So it's, if you think about your thinking as programs, like like a computer, like programs. Um, if you're an overthinker, it's like you got a supercomputer that processes lots of information, but there's a good chance you're processing shitty information. You're pro- putting, you know, like in, in program, they say garbage in, garbage out. And so I promise you, if you're an overthinker, you got to watch out because you're one of those people who in work, your in that analytical mind is great. Analyzing problems, come up with solutions, great. But when it comes to your own weight, and personal thing, what you're doing is you're keeping yourself trapped because you're obsessively thinking about what's wrong with you. And you need to take all that brain power and shift it over to what's right with you and what can be better with you. Um, what I'm saying is you're focused on the problem. What's wrong with me? Why do I, can't I do this? I'm so smart and work. What the fuck? Why can't I do it over here? Why do I keep doing this? What, am I ever going to change? And it's all negative. And so you've got that reinforced and you think about it so much. You've, you've solidified the neural pathways, the whole thing. So as you start using that smart brain of yours in a more positive direction, you know, the results are completely different and transformative. It's not like magic or rocket science, although it feels that way. Um, it's uh, it just it's practical. It makes sense once you understand it. Awesome job, Vicky. Uh, Mandy Lou, does repeating positive affirmations help me to control my mind and actions? Uh, I, yeah, listen, when it comes to affirmations, it really comes down to if they're resonating right, you know? Because I've seen so many people, the affirmation, I've done this, you look in the mirror and you say, oh, I'm thin, I'm thin, I'm thin. And the whole time you say that, every time you say I'm thin, another voice in your head says, bullshit, 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 bullshit. And so if that's what's going on, and, and you, you can feel that, come on, be honest, pay attention to that. If that's what you feel, like when you're saying the affirmation, you're like, mm, that's bullshit. If you feel that, stop it. It's not going to work, okay? You need to say affirmations that really resonate with you. Okay. And so that takes a little bit of work, you know, but again, in the program, one of the, one of the aspects of the program, program yourself then is that every day, again, the program is delivered through your phone. Cause again, the hardest part of change is remembering to change. So uh, what happens with this program is you don't have to remember. I, when you wake up in the morning, I know you're going to look at your phone and there's going to be a message from me and you click on that message and it brings you a five minute hypnosis session. That that's part of the program. You start the morning off with a five minute hypnosis session. (laughs) and uh, each session has a weight loss mantra in it. And so it starts to develop this thin mindset, new things you can say. Now, these are very specific, practical mantras, not mantras like, oh, I'm happy, I'm a beautiful person, shit that you're just like, you know what I mean? Like, if if you feel cynical when you say affirmations, (laughs) stop it. But these, these mantras are different because they're useful and they're practical and they're real. 
And, you know, during the program, you get 57 of these. You know, every morning you get one of these. You get, there's a sleep gnosis sessions at night too with the core mantras in them, um, which is slightly different. But they're all, it's all the same thing. They change how you think of, think in, in general. They make you think like a thin person, which makes everything else better, you know. But yeah, just general positive affirmations generally are not going to work if they don't resonate, you know. So make sure they're resonating. Um, Jamie says, thank you this video. You are welcome. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, Hunting to 1978, I would pay for that. Thank you. Um, great. Yeah, if anyone wants to pay for anything, go join my coaching program. <laughs> Took me 20 years to lose 100 pounds. Hey, that's awesome. Again, I don't want to say that this isn't absolutely true, but typically it's true that the, the slower the slower the weight happens, the slower you lose weight, the longer you lose weight. You know? I truly believe that. So it's a good mindset anyways because I was like asking the question, how long do you want to keep the weight off for? Right? And everyone always says forever. So yeah, so set it up that way. You know, the irony is that weight loss is a lot harder than weight mastery because weight loss you're trying to do all at once. You know what I mean? Like you start day one trying to be perfect, trying to change everything, and it overwhelms you, and you can't keep it up, and then you stop after a couple of days or weeks. You know, and so weight mastery we start slow. Can you can you wake up every morning and listen to a five minute hypnosis session? Great. And so not only are you getting all the benefits of that session, you're relaxing, you're calming down, you're you're becoming more sensitive to your body, you're tuning inwards. Um, but you're getting these positive suggestions. Um, you're, you're starting to think differently. And then what happens is you do it consistently. It's easy. And so you start to build up some momentum. You start to believe in yourself. So you make it so hard to lose weight. You know, you couldn't make it any harder on yourself. You know, and you wonder why it's not working. Well, Jesus. You know, it's kind of like, I always use this example, but it's like, say I want to learn the piano. I've never played the piano before. I want to learn it. And so it's like, I'm, you know, my, so I'm going to learn to play the piano. I want to learn it quick, so I'm going to play 10 hours a day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, okay, great plan. But what, what happens the second day when your fingers are cr cramped up and you can't move? Oh, right. But you know what I mean? Like, so that seems silly, but isn't that how you're approaching your weight loss? Like you just think all of a sudden you're just gonna change everything. Like, it's just, it doesn't make any sense to be honest. You know, Becky says I'm a hundred percent right. 110% right. Thank you, Becky. I think I am too. I really do. I'm not like, I don't know. Like, like, I feel very confident in what I'm saying and it's, it drives me crazy. I don't want to be the only person saying this shit. I want everyone to be saying it. Cause I just want people to be healthy. Cause you know, I always get to this point where one of the aspects of mindset with this whole process is that you have been conditioned to minimize what the weight's doing to you, you know, because the weight, not only is it very likely depending where you're at with your weight and your health, very likely it's going to impact your lifespan, how long you're going to be alive on this earth with the people you love, okay? Um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to affect how long you're here, uh, but more importantly, it's going to affect how your experience is here on planet earth, right? Because imagine a life where you spent 80% of it thinking about your weight, 80% of it feeling like shit because all the stuff you're putting in your body and the weight you're lugging around and all the effects it has on you. You know? Like your weight is life and death. It's, it's like the cornerstone. It's the foundational piece of your experience on this planet, you, you know what I mean? Your quality of life, not because of how you look. You see what I mean? Like that's a big trick of the diets and the whole weight loss thing. You just think about, oh, how I look. Gives a shit how you look. Again, where's this coming from? My dad died at 54 of a heart attack. So that's where this is coming from. So it's like, I don't give a fuck. Who cares? I don't care how you look in a bathing suit. I mean, great. It's fun. It's fun wearing a bathing suit that you feel good in. I like all that for you. I want that. But I'm way more interested in you living as long as you possibly can, of, of really enjoying your life, of feeling great, feeling energized, feeling happy, being a great role model, succeeding, thriving. That's what I want for you, you know? And it's like the weight loss thing has been all minimized because all we do is think about, oh, I just want to look better. 
I want you to look better too, but I want you to feel better. I want you to live longer. I want you to be more successful. You know, I want you to thrive. That's what this is about. You know, again, the, the minimizing, it drives me nuts. It really does. Anyways, your salad video got me on track and love your daily emails to keep me going. That's awesome, Angie. That salad video is so good, right? That's a strategy I do. That Watch that, everyone. It's pinned up there. You can watch it. Um, and then the emails I send out, that... Like, if you sign up, yeah, I don't know who does this. <laughs> like, again, I, I'm putting it out there. Like, I got a coaching program, so I'm not trying to pretend like I don't have something to sell. I, but I'm not selling. I don't give a shit if you get it or not. But but I, I have a program that I work with people that, that costs money. But um, I also just give everything away, <laughs> like, for free. It's a different process, you know, because commitment, you know, th there's that aspect of your success, investing in something, investing in yourself, um, really committing to it, being able to work w directly with me. You know, that's my program. It's, it's crazy. But, uh, but anyways, I give stuff away for free too. And what she's referring to is that when you sign up for the hypnosis session, that I tell you, about, you click the bio link and go get your hypnosis session that I give you for free. Um, then I give you that training, right? That used to be $97. That's a, that's a, that whole thing lays out the three pillars of weight mastery. It's a half hour. <laughs> and then I email you every day. You know, like a, a program I used to charge people for. You know, I just give it away now. You know, I just want to help more people. And um, yeah, where are you getting positive, supportive, encouraging messages about your weight and health and your personal development and success in your life? You know, every day I email, email stuff to you. And it's shit, you're not thinking of, I mean, it's, it's unique. I will say, you know, like my approach here is, is unique. Listen, I didn't come up with this stuff, all of it. I mean, some of it I came up with, but a lot of it, like I just, I almost follow this philosophy Bruce Lee was a martial artist. But he was also a philosopher. He had a martial art called Jeet Kune Do. And the concept was that he would study anything. He'd study boxing, kung fu, fencing, anything. And he would take what worked and discard the rest. That was a philosophy. I was very fortunate to be able to study that martial art. But that, that philosophy really affected me. And so that's where I'm at here. With my own personal weight mastery and health and personal development. And when I coach people in these areas, I, I take what works. I'll study anything. Again, I do this with the diets. I'll take aspects of keto, aspects of intermittent fasting, aspects of paleo, aspects of carnivore, whatever. I'll take some of these things that the parts make sense and I'll discard the rest. You know, and I suggest you do the same thing. You know, um, it's like the chimp paradox, knowing it's that side of your brain just being naughty. Yeah, yeah, for sure. How do you get started with your program? Um, I mean, you can go. I mean, it, I would suggest you, you do what I said. Go go get that hypnosis session because it, it takes a couple minutes for me to process it. In the meantime, I send you to uh, the three steps to master your weight, and that's about a half hour. You should watch that regardless. At the end of that, I talk about the program in some detail, and um, you can order it there. Uh, you can go to programyourselfthin.com and order uh, order it there as well. You know, and learn about it. You know, but the program it's it's the most comprehensive weight loss program you'll ever find. Uh, guaranteed it's certainly the best hypnosis program you'll ever find i'll tell you this and i i feel bad doing this to my hypnosis colleagues but don't don't those three session hypnosis programs are never going to help you long term it, it's not that easy stop it you know this is a program yourself then really isn't a weight loss program it's a personal development program because weight trying to lose weight just on its own is usually not enough motivation you really need to make it more important so you want to take your weight loss and wrap it in personal development make this a process of becoming the best version of you possible it's way more motivating and so that's what program yourself then is and so um yeah it's every i mean there's hypnosis in it but i mean you'd show me another weight loss hypnosis program that's giving you 57 
hypnosis sessions in the morning for five minutes directly through your phone, each one different, each one with a different weight loss mantra in it. Um, you know, 10 sleep gnosis sessions. They have their 10 minute sessions. You listen to at night and that's sort a of core weight loss mantra in it. You know what I mean? There's like 67 of those sessions total. And then there's a hypnosis library with another 25 sessions. Um, there's weight mastery blueprints that you fill out. They're filling the, fill in the blank blueprints, full trainings to go with each of them. Uh, you get to work with me every Tuesday and Thursday. We have live coaching calls. You work directly with me, you know, and again, it's the deal of the century now, cause it won't be this price for long. This is a new program that I put out this way. And, um, I've run two kind of versions of it. I just opened up a third version and um, I'm going to start advertising and that price will go up, you know, it's $25,000 to work with me privately, you know? And so it, it's the, the, to be able to work with me, it's a group, but it's right now it's not even a lot of people in there. You get to work one-on-one with me practically. I mean, there's other people on a zoom call, um, but being able to work with me, man, I, I, I can just unzip you and figure out what your problem is in about two seconds. You know, that, that's what I do. I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. So whatever you think your big block is, I guarantee you, I've seen it a million times and I can move you right through it. And that's the power. You know, once you've done that, once you've moved through a few blocks, once you kind of fall off track and gotten discouraged and get back on a couple times, it tells your brain, holy shit, we can do this. You know, because programming yourself then is not built around being perfect. It's around having a strategy to deal with your mistakes. Really, the core of the program is the program yourself thin technique, the two-minute self-hypnotic programming technique you use at night to program your subconscious mind. You've got to learn how to do this yourself. I believe this. This was the big shift that made the difference in my program. When I stopped just using hypnosis and I started teaching people how to use this simple technique to use themselves, that was what made the biggest difference for people's results. So, um, again, there's no pressure with this program, you know, because most diets, it's like you're walking a tightrope. You're just waiting until you mess up. And with this program here, mess up. We got a strategy to deal with it. It's not a big deal because you're going to learn from that. And, and that's the key thing. So it's it's so profound. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to sound like an egotistical asshole here, but it's like this program is, it's amazing. <laughs> it really is. I really mean that. Anyways, enough of that. You can learn about it at programyourself10.com. Uh, every time I say I'll change my eating, I will eat so much worse. What can I do? Yeah, yeah. Paradoxical intention is uh, what that's called. And, uh, you know, when, when you say you're going to change your eating, to be honest, what you're primarily focusing on is what you're going to stop eating. And here's something. See, again, you don't even know your mind. You know, I, I can't. I wish I could take the frustration you feel about the process of losing weight and the despair and the hopelessness. What I, The reason I do these all the time, my number one thing I want to convey to people is that Take that, that hopeless feeling, that frustration, that feeling like you're stuck and toss it away because it's not true. It's only true because you only look at one way about losing weight, which is diet-based. And you don't even understand your mind. If you understand your subconscious mind, you would understand that it doesn't understand the difference between, um, it doesn't understand negatives. So if I tell you not to think about a purple flamingo, which you've never thought about in your life, and now you're thinking about what a purple flamingo would look like that quick, Right. But I told you not to think about it. And yet here you are thinking about that purple flamingo. Why? Because your subconscious mind needs to make sense of it first. And so when you're dieting and every time you're trying to change, you're always focusing on what you have to stop doing. I got to stop eating the ice cream. I got to stop eating the cream. Okay, I'm not going to eat anymore. No more pizza. No more carbs. No more eating for six. And it's always about what you're not going to do. But what you're doing is you're subconsciously creating desire and cravings for those exact things. You know? And it's just like, it's so obvious and practical. It's like, this ain't rocket science. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Um, but it's like, you have, you have literally zero, and I mean zero, understanding of how your mind works in a practical sense. 
And once you do, it's a way easier. You know, it's like, listen, I'm not sitting here. It's, it's not like you're not just going to lose the weight like that. Like in program yourself, it's not about rapid weight loss. Some people lose weight rapidly, but it's really not about that. It's about figuring a way that you can live at your goal weight for the rest of your life on autopilot or near autopilot. That's the goal. And so if it takes a couple months, who gives a shit? If it takes a couple years, who gives a shit? What if it was two years from now and you got to your goal weight and you lived the rest of your life at that weight? Would it be worth it? See, that's the mindset you need to have. You need to approach this like it's college. You got to invest in it. Invest in the bullshit. Yeah, there's going to be some challenges and some difficulties. So what? So what? Embrace it. Look forward to it. Want it. To take a different fucking path. Stop with the diet. Stop doing the same thing. It's always the same thing. Yeah, I don't give a shit if it's, oh, this, this plan's different because this plan, oh, this plan, I can eat carbs, but I only eat them between three and four on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. So I'm going to try that out. <laughs> you know, like you need a mindset piece. You need a lifestyle piece and you need an eating strategy that's built around you. And that's what we do in Program Yourself Then you, you customize those things. You customize your mindset to you. You're a one of a kind, beautiful snowflake. You got to honor that and build your process and your, um, your strategy around that, right? Every time you do it, you're just taking someone's plan whole hog. You know, oh, I'm going to squeeze myself into it. You know, you're squeezing a round peg into a square hole. And you're, oh, fit. Why doesn't this work? Why can't I lose weight? Right? That's, you're always doing it that way. Instead of saying, hey, who, who am I? Who am I? What do I want to do here? How do I want to live? Who do I want to be? How can I make that happen in the most easiest, fun, comfortable way possible? Imagine if you ask that question every day. Where would you be? two months from now. You know, that's what Program Yourself is, an eight-week program to get you those answers so you have them written down. I'm feeling kind of, not, I'm not that motivated today. I don't know what to do. Well, let me look at my motivation blueprint. Oh, I forgot about that, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. Right. Now, now you feel motivated again. Imagine. There's, oh, my habits. Oh, shit. I ate the ice cream again last night. God, da, 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 da. what do I do? Hmm. Let me go to the habit piece, right, where you break down your habit. Because you don't know the neuroscience of habits, do you? Do you know the neuroscience of habits? <laughs> Do you know what a habit is? I bet you don't. And again, I'm not picking on you, but please understand that. I'm just, I'm pointing out these fucking diets are, they're like carnival games, right? Because diets are marketing and they just, they're marketing to people that are overwhelmed, frustrated, exhausted. And so the secret of marketing diets is to build it around one thing, one concept, so that you feel like, oh, okay, I could do that. Because that's the classic. I think the best version of this, well, it's both now. I think that the intermittent fasting is kind of catching up. But um, I think keto is the best version of this, right? The idea like, oh, yeah, just stop eating carbs. Simple. You want a simple weight loss plan? You want something simple? Just stop eating carbs. Oh, shit, I could do That's one thing? That's all I got to do is one thing? Right? And then you go and do it, and you're like, oh, shit, turns out all I eat is carbs. So let's reframe that. Yeah, stop eating carbs equals I got to completely change how I eat. You know, and then you expect you're just going to do that starting on day one, be perfect. Blah, 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 you know, it's makes me nuts. Anyways, um, my doctor wants me to be in Wagovia. Yep, yep, yep. Subcutaneous pen injector. Yeah, I'm sure. Doctor's going to doctors. <laughs> do you think Wagovia works? I mean, you know, what's work mean? You know, I don't even know. Oh, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to do some, some specific stuff to, like, all these medicines. I'm skeptical for sure, you know. I'm always skeptical of the medicines. Doctor's going to doctor, man. Listen, the obesity conspiracy is three main groups. It's the food companies, which are really the cigarette companies. Do you know that? Do you like cigarette companies? If, if Marlboro started putting out chips and foods, would you eat it? That's an interesting question, isn't it? That's a good video concept. I don't write that down. 
Would you? I'm going to let me scan through these questions. Can you answer these? Answer If anyone's on here, can you please answer me? If Doritos started making ice cream or potato chips or pizza, what did I just say? Did I say Marlboro? I meant to say Marlboro. I don't know what I just said. If Marlboro cigarettes, if, if Newport cigarettes, whatever cigarette company you could think of, if they started making food, would you buy it? Let me know in the comments. Would you buy food by Marlboro cigarette companies? Let me know. You wouldn't, Siobhan. Okay. And why? If you could write why as well, why wouldn't you? Cigarette company starts making a new brand, right? New, new brand of food everywhere you go. Potato chip aisle, cereal aisle, ice cream aisle, all the food. It's all the Marlboro branding on it. Marlboro. Would you buy that? It's really good. Would you buy it? Siobhan says no. What about anyone else? Anyone else? Would you know? Okay, no integrity toward health, right? You wouldn't trust it. You wouldn't trust them, right? Why would we trust a cigarette company? I think, right, the, the curtain's been pulled down. If it was healthy, why not? They might just be branching out. Okay, no. It might, if it was healthy. Would you ever believe it was healthy, though? Would you? Would you believe them after what we know about them? I don't know. That's interesting. I wouldn't either. I, I would I would definitely, I have a negative, like, I don't like them. I, I don't like what they do, right? Because they, they're so untrustworthy, right? If you ever watch The Insider, The Insider, you know, understand programming yourself things about mental programming. It's not just hypnosis. Yeah, it's hard to believe, right? It's hard to believe them. Um, the Insider is a great movie to watch because it really, it's a peek behind the curtain of how these companies are. And they, you know, the, the cigarettes, I was about the cigarette whistleblower, but they were putting like ammonia in the cigarettes because it helped you absorb the nicotine quick, quicker, made it, made it more addictive. And so they were just making the most addictive products possible, using the most aggressive marketing possible to make these addictive products. They didn't give a shit if people died. They knew about that. They knew it led to lung cancer and other issues. They didn't care. And so it's important for you to understand that basically the cigarette companies are making the food now. Did you know, and I don't know, did you know this, that uh, Nabisco and RJ Reynolds are literally merged together? The same company. Did you know the parent company of Kraft is Philip Morris? So here we are. <laughs> They're not using the Marlboro branding. Oh, there we go. Yeah, there we go. Two grand a month for the fucking medicine. Oh, makes me nuts. Two grand a month. That's so funny. I, it's not funny, but I tell you, you know, my program's $1,000 to work with me for eight weeks. It's, it, it drives me nuts. Like, you know, because money's a relative thing, you know. So I've spent the last years, you know, it's been, it's five, ten, twenty-five thousand $25,000 to work with me privately. And I made this group program. I'm like, okay, I want to make it more reasonable for people. And I know $1,000 seems like a lot for people. I understand that money's a relative thing. Um, but I get like, oh, my God. Uh, you know. But then I hear stuff like this. Oh, two grand a month forever to do Wagovia? Which, what's a Wagovia? What's it going to do? Is it going to get rid of the food noise? And so you got to use it forever, though. You know, and what's it do to your body? You know, because uh, Ozempic's always out there talking about thyroid tumors. I don't know. I'll be around. I'll be around in a couple of years when they come out and say, oh, shit, actually, you know what? We're, uh, we're not using Wagovia anymore. Turns out it, causes, it does this and this and this. Why wouldn't it? It's an extreme-ass medication, you know? Mm, I don't know. People are going to do what they're going to do. Again, you know, with the, with the mindset for weight loss, it's always conditioned around quick fixes. You know, people use all their energy chasing quick fixes and just, putting their, just put, put your energy into doing the work. You know, just get it done one time. Come up with your plan one time. Deal with food noise. You know, uh, I'm making a video on that. I'm going to do a whole thing on that. The food noise. <laughs> you know, oh, man, it's tough times. 
Wait, why are you talking about Marlboro? Who produces the food, Marlboro? Um, I was talking about how... I was asking that question. I was just curious. I never even thought that before, but it's like if they come out with Marlboro branded food, like would you eat it? If it was healthy, would it be healthy? <laughs> would it be? Oh, I don't know. Why would they be healthy? That'd be a funny thing. But anyways, yeah. But I, the reason I say that, even the companies that aren't owned by the cigarette companies, what happened, if you want to know, is that in the 70s, you know, the 60s, 50s, 60s, the studies were starting to come out that cigarettes cause cancer and linked to all sorts of health issues. And, um, the, you know, the cigarette companies sat on this information. They flooded the zone, make things confusing. And, uh, but eventually it got out in the public. And so in the seventies, they divested from cigarettes cause they knew that was coming out and they went into food and, um, they used the same, same mindset to make the most, most addictive products and use the most aggressive marketing possible to get you to use it. And so here we sit and you can see, I mean, you can see it starts off from the seventies. I'm not saying it's just that. There's ingredients that got used. There's other factors. But you can watch from the 70s to now, the increase in obesity and type 2 diabetes is jaw-dropping. I got this map I got to show you. You wouldn't believe it. But to visually see it, it's just shocking. Again, this is one of those examples. You know, type, type 2 diabetes, people almost just like assume it's like part of getting older now. You know, that's what I mean about that. That You know, you got to understand. When I say the obesity conspiracy, I said the food producers... The diets, they're the same thing. And then the medical establishment. I love doctors. I love medicine. But let's be honest. I mean, the, the medical establishment is built around treating the symptom, not, not finding the cure. And so you go to see your doctor. They're not trying to help you prevent diabetes. They're giving you the medicines to deal with it, you know, for whatever reasons, whatever, you know. And, um, but that's what it is. So if you're looking for your doctor to help you lose weight, you're crazy. You know this. You've walked into the doctor's office being way overweight. And what do they say to you? You should lose some weight. Thanks, doc. No shit. What, what, how? And what do they got? They got nothing for you. Nothing. You know, they got basic ass shit that they tell you. Yeah, 100% dealing with the symptoms. We all know this, you know? And again, I love that. I'm not blaming them. They're, they're just part of the system. But the system is built to make money off of treating the symptoms. That's why you're not getting any good nutritional advice anywhere. Shit, we all grew up with that food pyramid. Um, my BMI, don't worry about my BMI. It's normal and it's in the normal range. I don't like, uh, I don't like giving like specific weight numbers or BMI numbers because comparisons, the thief of joy. And I just don't, I don't even like that. You know, um, you decide on what your BMI is, you know, cause your BMI might be in the overweight range. Cool. You know, you do that. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. Again, it's all up to you. You get to decide what you want to weigh. You're deciding it right now. You're deciding what you want to weigh. Don't think you're not. Take the, empower yourself and take control that you made the decision. No, no, I know you're skinny. I'm not saying that you're not. I'm just saying for me, I just, I don't like putting it out there because then people get caught up on numbers too much and they kind of miss the, the thing. You know what I mean? But, um, so I, I just, I don't, I never do that. Um, but, uh, but I do say like, like when it comes to the weight you're at, I always say this, you weigh what you want to weigh subconsciously. You know, to the point, like I literally, I mean it literally. And then listen, I don't, don't tell me nothing. I'm the one that's done 5,000 private weight loss. I'm the one that's done this. You know what I mean? Like you have your intuitions of what your experience is, but I've worked with lots of people. So, you know, when I say you want to be overweight and you get mad, it's, listen, what's that based on? It's based on experience. What am I talking about? I'm talking about when you really get in the nuts and bolts and people open up, you know, especially women. So I don't want to lose the weight. I don't want attention from men. I don't want to put myself in unsecure situations. I don't want to feel vulnerable. You see? And so I, I want you to say, yeah, I want to be overweight. I always say like, like a lot of people are on the fence, right? We call this amb- ambiguity, um, ambivalence. I mean, 
where, yeah, I kind of want to lose weight, but I kind of, uh, I don't know. And that's what you're stuck in right now. You're, you're ambivalent. You know, you kind of go back, I want to lose weight. And then tonight comes, you're like, ah, fuck it, who cares? And you go keep bouncing back and forth with that. Constantly. You've been doing that for decades, right? And so the first step of really mastering your weight is getting congruent, 100% saying, I don't give a shit. I want to be, I want to be in the overweight BMI. That's a sweet spot for me. Great. Own that. That No one, who gives a shit? You get to decide your weight. You're the one person who gets to decide what you want to weigh. And you get to decide that. There's no doubt about it. And so you're deciding what you want to weigh now and you're doing it for a positive intention. You don't want to be overweight, but you do want to be overweight subconsciously. You associate that weight with security, familiarity, ease, being on autopilot. Anyways. Um, is the messing up your metabolism if you restrict calories a myth or possibly overstated? Um, I think it depends. And I, I, I don't think it's, yeah, there are metabolic factors that can be impacted you know, I mean, it goes to the most extreme version of that. They did the, dam, the, the um, Danish famine study. You should look that up. And so it gets to a deeper point. I want to make this deeper point because we don't think of our bodies a lot of times like this big system. We tend to look at weight loss like it's a bank account, credits, debits. And we need to look at it like it's more like the stock market. It's a very complex process going on. And so your metabolism, um, there's a lot of factors that that encompasses. But the Danish famine study, there was a famine and what they found is it made literal genetic impacts. So the next generation of that, that population trended higher obesity rates. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of factors that can impact our metabolism in a lot of different ways. Um, but a big one in my mind is, you know, the, the over-restricting of calories. The thing I'm more concerned about is the mindset impacts that has, you know, of getting you obsessed with food which actually makes everything harder. There are physiological effects that that can mess with. Um, so I think, again, the big secret is not to restrict calories, but to consume less calories by eating more, follow this, more less calorie-dense foods, okay? Less calorie-dense foods is really the secret to mastering your weight. Less calorie-dense foods are foods that take up a lot of space but don't have a lot of calories in it. So now I'm beating around the bush. What am I talking about? I'm talking about fruits, vegetables, greens, beans, natural whole foods. When you start to make that the primary core of your diet, you tend to naturally lose weight easily because you're consuming food where you feel full and satisfied, but you've reduced your calorie intake. And again, the diet, which is all run by the food companies, they got you fixated on the calories and they say, just cut the calories down. Eat the same shit, but just cut the calories down. Well, that's a fucking nightmare. That food... Processed food is literally designed in labs to be addictive, to not fill you up, to not satisfy you. It's there to get you to eat more of it. Do you understand that? This is why I bring up the cigarette company thing. You have this warm, fuzzy feeling with the foods because you imagine these chefs working on their grandma's recipes and bringing them to you. You don't realize in your mind that the foods you're eating were created in labs by chemists doing everything they can to make this food as absolutely addictive as possible. I'm not going to go into all the details, but again, you know, Salt, Sugar, Fat's a great book, The End of Overeating. They're, they're scientists. They, how do they make Ben and Jerry's ice cream? Oh, is it Ben and Jerry hippies up in Vermont, you know, tweaking out recipes? Nope, 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 nope. It's neuroscientists bringing people in, putting them in an FRI machine, scanning their brain while they drip different ice cream solutions on their tongue to see which ones light up their pleasure centers the most. Do you see what I'm saying? You see what you're up against? So if you're going to try and... What is that, that shit? A bitch can't eat just one. 
I gave up on that bet. I let them, you know what? I'm not getting, I don't mind involved with that. Because, <laughs> yeah, you're going to lose that. So if you're going to try and, people say, oh, how do I, how do I deal with the sugar cravings? Well, you got to stop eating so much sugar. You know, it's like someone doing cocaine. How do I deal with the cocaine cravings? are killing me. How do I deal with them? You got to stop doing so much cocaine. <laughs> you got to stop eating this processed food. It's, it's very difficult, very difficult to control that. It's literally designed by really smart people, a lot of resources to be very addictive. So, um, but anyways, yeah, we got off track there. But yeah, restricting calories. I hate that word anyways. I don't like calorie deficit. I don't like restricting calories. I like to think like you're going to live at a new calorie consumption average, um, which maintains your new goal weight, you know, so it's long-termed out. Um, oh, I believe you want to be overweight. Yeah, it does. I'm glad you said that, Astro. I want to lose weight, but I don't want to do the work. Yeah, yeah. It's even beyond that, by the way, and that is part of it. But it's even more. Listen, let me explain this to you. Why you want to be overweight? Why? How can that be, Jim? That, that doesn't make any sense. Okay. So your brain, its main job in life for you is to be a prediction machine. Your, your brain's main job is to predict the future so that you can live and thrive or at least survive. And so... In order to predict the future most effectively, your subconscious mind wants to maintain the status quo. The more normal things are, the easier to predict the future. I know you don't like the weight. I know you want to change anything about time, but you can't disagree that you're familiar with being overweight. And that means you're somewhat comfortable with it. You don't like it, but you know how to be an overweight person in your world. You know how to react to the people you know as an overweight person. You know how to be in the world as an overweight person. And all of a sudden, when you're thin and healthy, it changes everything. Let it be known. Don't mean to freak you out, but what the fuck? <laughs> don't you think? I was just thinking that today. I'm like, I was just thinking I was doing some yard work and I was like, you know, you don't make any friends when you become healthier. You ain't making new friends. Your friends are going to be like, what's up? What's going on with you? I used to hear shit like, oh, you sick? What's wrong with you? You a health nut now? What are you starting a cult? What's wrong with you? That That's the reinforcement I got when I start becoming healthier. You know, so... Yeah, we live in a sick society. And so when you start being the healthy one, it's not like everyone cheers you on. Um, but anyways, so that's part of it. You know, again, you don't think of it this way, but because everyone diets have trained you to think of weight loss as an outside-in approach. You think, I'm going to lose the weight, and then I'm going to be different. Oh, yeah? Then how come 95% of people put the weight back on? If just losing the weight makes you so different, why do people put the weight back on after they've lost it? If it's so great to be at your goal weight, why would anyone put the weight back on? Answer me that. You know, so it's um, to me, it's an inside out approach. Programming yourself to, is an inside out approach to mastering your weight. And it really starts day one. The process is redefining how you think of yourself. You know, you your weight is a physical projection of your mental self. You think of yourself as an overweight person. And then you get the weight you get at, you know, um, I'm from Scotland, Scotland. Nice. Welcome to to Scotland. From Scotland. <laughs> uh, let's see what else. Uh, where are we at? We're fed the idea that we don't want to mess up our metabolism by cutting calories. Yeah, yeah, then I get that. It's totally true. I mean, of course you want to cut calories if you want to lose weight. That, that It's that simple. And it is that simple. I know there is more to it, but it's basically that simple. You need to reduce calories. That's the number one thing you do to lose weight. Can we get in the weeds about, you know, the what those calories are and how they impact your metabolism? Yeah, sure. But for, for 99% of the people, reducing the calories for forever, like I reduce my calories. See, how diets are set up, understand this, right? There's your average calorie consumption. That's why your weight's always the same. You consume the same amount of calories on average. And so all of a sudden you're going to diet, and the diets put you into a major calorie deficit. 
and then you're going to bring it up to maintenance. And so to me, it's like, let's bring it down to maintenance first. So they'll say, well, if you just do that, your body just adapts to it. That's bullshit. I don't believe that. I don't. I just don't. And I won't. I won't believe it. I think it's because it's all about the time frame around it. And what people do with the weight loss, they're so impatient. And so they don't want to just come down to here because that weight loss is not fast enough for them because they've been conditioned to think about weight loss of two, three, four pounds a week for all the diet bullshit you've been exposed to. But to me, I want to make it long-term and comfortable. So yeah, I'm cutting the calories down. I say, oh God, I'm only losing a pound a week, a pound every other week. I don't give a fuck because I'm going to be eating this way for the rest of my life. So I don't care. Do you see that shift in difference? You know, so you got to reduce the calories, but the secret of cutting calories, but again, I mean, you can't cut them too much. People cut way too many calories out all at once. And then that, that's all sort it sets alarm bells off in your body. And it's a big problem. And that's why a lot of that, a lot of that bullshit comes from the, uh, the biggest loser studies, you know, is a lot of those, that stuff comes from, and that's a small sample size. And it's an extreme sample size of what they did. I don't even agree with any of that. I think it's too drastic. I like slow and steady weight loss. I think you start living as the person you want to be. You make it bigger than weight loss and you start doing and living and being the person you want to be now and the weight loss becomes secondary. And I think that's the way you set this up for success. You know? Um, also, maybe I don't want to use it subconsciously because I don't know how to deal with being normal weight. Yeah, Astro, you just hit the nail on the head. That's the big one. It's not how hard it is. It's not how hard it is. You make it seem hard so that you have a justification because deep down you don't want to lose the weight because it's, it's, it is a transform. It's weird. It feels weird to be, all of a sudden to be thin, to be rich. Oh, I want to, I always want money. I want money. Think about it. All of a sudden you got a hundred thousand dollar check. Yeah, you want that, but it's also weird. Now things are different. Do you want to tell people? Do you want to have that? People are going to sniff it out. It's different and different scary to us. Do you understand that? Even if it's different, good, subconsciously different is scary. Whether it's different good or different bad, different scary to our subconscious mind because it's new. We have to reorient. So it's the same with your weight and no one wants to recognize this. You know? I'm telling, okay, take it or leave it. I'm going to share, after doing 5,000 private weight loss sessions, every single time I ask, I say, okay, we've lost, everyone's lost weight and put it back on, everyone. And I say, okay, you lost weight and you put it back on. What happened? And they always, it all boils down to, I didn't feel like myself. And yeah, because you're not, when do you ever prepare yourself to live at your goal weight? What would it be like for you to live at your goal weight for the rest of your life? To be in control of your weight comfortably and to live at the exact weight you want to live at as the person you want to be for the rest of your life. And notice how your brain just shut down. Because you have literally no neural connections for what the fuck that is. It's just like, Right? I just broke a machine. Because you never think that. You never ever think it. You think I'm going to lose the weight and I'll just become that. Nope. You'll lose the weight and you'll be like, oh shit. What the, what the fuck do I do now? Because all you say to yourself is, I just want to lose weight. 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 Talk about, never mind food noise. Right? Like, oh, I want to do, oh, Ozempic. I love Ozempic. I got rid of the food noise. Never mind the food noise. How about your self image noise? And what you always say, I just want to lose weight. I just want to lose weight. Tell me you're not just saying, I want to lose the weight on repeat all day and night long. Okay, well, your subconscious mind is very literal. And so all of a sudden you lose the weight and you're done. You, you got to your goal weight. Now what do you do? What do you say now? I think people put the weight back on so they can get, oh, no, I want to lose weight. I say, Shit, I, I can't believe I put the weight on. I just want to lose weight. You're comfortable. You're in that, you're in that, you're in a, um, you get that rut. You get that groove worked out. Like your brain is like a record player in some ways. And um, metaphorically, you get this groove. I want to lose weight. I want to lose weight. I want to lose weight. You think like a dieter. Don't you get that? 
your biggest challenge of losing weight is you have to change your mindset. And you, how do you be a dieter and live at your goal weight? Do you, do you, are you getting it? Do you, you know what I mean? How do you be a dieter and live at your goal weight? And all you know, all you know how to do in terms of your weight is think like a dieter. All you know how to do is think about losing weight. You never think about living at your goal weight. Um, I want to be taller. <laughs> Get some lifts. Uh, these are really good foods fruits vegetables beans and what else please yeah fruits vegetables greens beans it's simple you know that's the problem it's simple totally agree on processed food and counting calories drove me mad i burnt out it's been two years yeah 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 it sucks that's the whole other thing you've got to give it more meaning i'm telling you just want to lose weight it's not enough it's not enough take it or leave it thank you for answering my questions i'm listening super job laurel good skyrocket my account i don't know what that means um can you pin me <laughs> I hit a plateau in my weight loss, so I started walking 10K steps a day. It's been almost a week. Okay, imaginary friend. Listen, you treat plateaus like maintenance practice. Because, again, the goal here is not to lose weight. It's to get to your goal weight and live there forever. Just, you don't even get nothing else. Do you hear what I'm saying? Is that is that resonating? If it doesn't mean much to you, this probably isn't for you. But if it's really like, oh, shit, yeah. That's a, oh, shit. Like, all you're doing is thinking about what you don't want to be. That's what a diet mindset is. Do you get that? A diet mindset is all about what you don't want. I don't want to be overweight. I don't want to keep overeating. I don't want to be out of control. I don't want to feel like shit. I don't want to look bad. I don't want to look fat. I don't want to be in It's all about what you don't want. You are never thinking about what you do want. That's why I say, like, you're always thinking what you want to lose. You don't want to lose weight. You want to get to your goal weight and live the rest of your life at your goal weight on your autopilot. Is that not a better articulated goal? If it's not, it's not. I don't know. What can I tell you, you know? But if it is, that, it should, that should be a big shift in your thinking because now you build around that, that the weight loss is a short-term goal. But I haven't lost. Is this normal? How long could it last for the changes? Yeah, I mean, like, listen, so what if you had a plateau? Who gives a shit? Like, I hit plateaus all the time, and I would use it as maintenance practice because I say, okay, I'm not losing weight. Well, who, can, who knows why? Weight loss is unpredictable and inconsistent. Maybe you're not losing weight because your body needs to adjust and then it'll start losing weight. Maybe you need to change something. But how are you going to know in a week? A week's not enough time. It's got to be a month. Oh my God, I'm not going to lose weight for a month? Who gives a shit? Then you optimize your, your lifestyle. You make it easier. You keep tweaking it. You know? That's the difference in approach here. When all, oh, thanks for the heart. I love those things. Um, when all we think about is losing weight... It's just, uh, I'm telling you, it's the wrong mindset. So what is it like to be a thin person in your opinion? Um, well, it's different for each person. So this is a, that's a great question, Astra. Now you're thinking. Man, that's a great question. And that's what you want to keep at. Now, listen, I, I say these questions. I say, oh, you know, how can I eat weight? How can I lose weight easily and comfortably? And, da, da, da. and people say, I don't fucking know. I have no idea. I, nothing's coming up. Yeah, because you never ask that question. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But what if you had the answer to that? Like a real answer to that question. What if I said, how can you lose weight easily and comfortably so that you maintain it on near autopilot for the rest of your life? What if you did have that answer? How would life be for you? You can't even imagine it. You can't even imagine it. Do you understand the problem here? It doesn't even exist in your worldview. And program yourself then we start with that question and then I just keep giving you all the stuff to fill that in and then you tweak it to make it personal to yourself. So what is it like to be a thin person in your opinion? Um, now it's unique to me, you know? So I could tell you what it's like for me to be a thin person. 
and it's probably different for other people. But the reason I say that is because it's not about being thin to me. It's about being the best version of myself possible. And one aspect of that is being thin. Now, what's thin, by the way? My definition of thin is being at your goal weight. What's your goal weight? Your goal weight should be the weight that gives you the best quality of life. Okay, so I just use the word short thin as shorthand for weighing what you want to weigh, being at your goal weight. So it's not being at this number of BMI. I'm not doing that because it's up to you to decide what weight you want to live at. And it always is going to be, okay? So you get to decide that. And so thin is being at your goal weight, the weight that gives you the best quality of life. So for me, what's it like to be thin? It doesn't feel that different. Like I could be, if I was a miserable count calories, hated the process, I'd be a thin person who was miserable. I'm a thin person who loves the way that I think, live, and eat because that's how I structure the process. And so being thin is really just a natural effect of how I live. And I'm really obsessed with the process of maximizing my potential. So I'm answering this in a a way that's probably not very satisfying, but I'm dropping a lot of wisdom here because it's all about the mindset of how I'm framing it. Because this is another point. So what if you're thin? What do you think is going to happen? You know what I mean? Like I got to my goal weight. It was like everyone's going to take pictures of me now. Holy shit, look at that guy. Look at at him. Look, he's thin. Like no one gives a shit. If anything, people don't like it because now you make them feel bad. You know? So that's why you got to have like the way you're doing it and the meaning. So what's the meaning for me? Well, the meaning is that I feel very relaxed and calm about my health. Like when I go to the doctor, I'm not worried about things. I'm not nervous. Um, I feel like my dad died at 54 of a heart attack. I feel like I'm going to avoid that. I might die at 54 of a heart attack, but if I do, at least I know I did everything I could. I'm living congruently. I love the way that I live and that I eat. And every day that I finish and I've meditated, I drank my water, I slept a lot, I ate something nourishing, I relaxed, I, um, you know what I mean, like, like moved. I, I, when I did all these things that I have as goals, I feel very fulfilled and happy with myself. So you know what I mean? Like it's, these are the, this is where my mindset is. I rarely step on the scale. So you habituate to whatever you're at. You know what I mean? So, so you habituate to the weight. It's not as much of a difference on your life as you think it is. You know, it's more about living congruently with what your goals are than it is being like at an X number of pounds or being thin. Hope that makes sense. Um, I was in the conference this week. It was rare to be a relatively healthy weight in the room. Hey, congratulations, Siobhan. That's great. See, that's like, it, but there's, then there's a lot of little things sprinkled in. I will say like, I love being thin in the sense that it is just like little, little happy moments. Oh, like I run into someone I haven't seen in a long time. Yeah, it feels cool. Like I, I, I feel good. Cause what I feel like this is the thing with weight. It's like a double-edged sword of it. It's like, I'm, I'm proud of myself. I'm done. I've done something that's unusual in our culture in our society. It's not normal to be at your goal weight in this society. 75% of the population is overweight or obese. I like the fact that I took this challenge on and I mastered it. It it makes me feel happy. In the same way, it makes me feel happy that I still play guitar 30 years on and I'm always learning and growing. The fact that I'm still doing yoga, I'm still meditating, that I'm working on these things and always growing and getting better and evolving and mastering, which is an intrinsic motivation people have. You need to have things in your life that you can always get better and work on and improve on. That's like the most satisfying thing a human needs. You know, and so again, what I always tell you is I wrap my weight loss in personal development. So it's really not about being at a weight as much as about being the person I want to be. And so it's not about being thin to me. It's about having the energy to play with my kid, go out and shoot basket baskets with him, play basketball. With him. Almost 50 years old, I can play basketball. I can get on the floor with him. I can do all this stuff. You know, I'm active. 
I'll have grandkids. I'll be active with them. I'm going to be a good role model for them. I go out snowboarding with my kids. You know? I can go hiking. I can do all this stuff easily. I can still I can put my hands flat on the floor. I'm flexible. It makes me feel good. I eat healthy food, and, and I'm really proud of myself for that. That was a huge transformation. I'm really proud. You know? It's not for anyone else. I don't give a shit. I never talk about this, really. But it is the deeper stuff. Like, I live in this... You know, because that's what I'm trying to say. Like, because like, what you're doing is like the reason you don't want to lose weight isn't, isn't that you don't want to lose weight. You don't want to give up your foods because that's your main source of pleasure. You know, and what I've done is I've systematically, I, I still enjoy eating food. Like it's a source of pleasure, but it's, it's one source of pleasure out of many. I get a lot of pleasure out of doing the things that keep me in my goal weight. I love the fact that I drink water every day, this much water and more every day. Just something like that makes me feel very, I'm very proud of myself because that was a hard habit to install. So I feel really good that I did that, you know, and it's like that with all the habits. So it's, it's kind of a, a constant sense every day of just feeling proud and happy with myself, but not, not cause I look this way. Do you see what I mean? It's cause I, I've, I live this way it, and, it, and it bleeds into my, my personal life and my professional life. It gives me the energy, the focus, the clarity to, to be here and do this and, and, and do all the things that make me feel fulfilled. So you see what I'm saying? It's wrapped in personal development. It's not just like, oh, I love stepping on the scale and seeing that number. That shit goes away real fast. Like that's not a long lingering great feeling. It's cool. And it's got its moments. Great. But it's it's much more the day-to-day reality of living this way. I hope that makes sense. What's different? I was always thin before. Now menopause, I miss my thin self. Yeah, I get that, Laurel. Um, I will say this. What I always say to people with menopause, and that's what I made my career out, is helping people in some phase of menopause lose weight. You can do it. Um, what I would suggest you probably is to focus in on the lifestyle pieces of it, okay? Because um, you don't know how much is the menopause and how much the menopause revealed an unhealthy lifestyle. And I don't know where you're at, but again, lifestyle being your sleep, um, hydration, relaxation, breathing, nourishment, movement, meditation, gratitude. Implement more of those into your life, and you may find that it, it resolves all those weight loss issues that were showing up. Um... um Siobhan says, yes, being thin is like being a unicorn. <laughs> it is. You know, and what's even more like being a unicorn is being thin and healthy and happy with it. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, um, and it's not even just that. Like, it's, it's, it's the transformation of thought. Like, I love, I love the transformation of who I, because it's the same brain that was 50 pounds heavier, that was binge drinking, that was just miserable, ground myself into a pulp. That same brain I have now but I've put new programming into it. Now I've gotten the complete opposite results. And that, that is, I love it. Like I, I'm addicted to it. I'm addicted to it. I had a program, I did it, it was called Addictive Health. Like I love living healthy. Like I love it. And um, I, I love it. It's a healthy ob- obsession. It's a, it's a, you call it a hobby, a passion. You know, I, I just love it. So it makes it easier. <laughs> See, I don't know what you're saying. How am I going to skyrocket your account? What am I going to do? What can I do to skyrocket your account? What's up, Don? How's it going? Is resistance starch works? I'm not sure what that means. Um, you're 100% correct. Love seeing that. I needed that. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. You're welcome. You're welcome. Is it basically just a lifestyle, no finish line, always trying to progress more than weight loss? Hey, hey, all right, you. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it is. And I know, like, I was like saying that to people. I was like, you know, your weight loss isn't a sprint. It's a never-ending marathon. It's like, oh. But it's like, what? wait, what do you mean, uh? You get to live healthy and thin and get every day's better than the day before? Well, what? <laughs> that's, how, that's how infected you've been with that dieting mindset, right? That the fact that I say you get to be fired up and excited and progress every day. And it's like, that's the coolest thing in the world. 
you know? Because if you really think about it, again, you may not know the science of motivation, but there's intrinsic, extrinsic motivation. Intrinsic motivation is that feeling you get when you put a piece of a puzzle in, right? <laughs> Who gives a shit, right? Like it doesn't matter on one hand, but it's so, it just feels good. And so it's like, that's where I'm at day to day. Like it's the 1% better philosophy in programming yourself then. That's why it's so much more comfortable and manageable because I'm not trying to change everything tomorrow. You're trying to be 1% better tomorrow than you were today. Okay, manageable, we can do that. And what happens after a year, you're not 365% better because you keep improving on the day before. So you get exponentially better in a comfortable way and it gets addictive. That's what I'm sitting here telling you. Like, you know, like you've got your toothbrushing habit that you probably integrated, right? I've got like 10, 12 of those right now. Meditation, I meditate every, I've meditated every day for over two years. I use an app to track it, right? Again, I don't, don't be impressed by that, but to me, it's like, that makes me feel so happy. It's, it's the same thing like putting a piece of a puzzle in. The fact that I'm like, wow, I meditate every day. Then, you know, some days it's five minutes, you know? Some days it's a half hour, 45 minutes. So it, it's, it's not about that, but just it's having that link and it's like, it feels, makes me feel so good. I drink water every single day. I get like seven, eight, nine hours of sleep every single day. I relax every day. I do yoga every single night, even sometimes it's just two minutes, you know? And it's like, it just, like, it's so exciting because then I'm like, where am I going to be 10 years from now? Because it's like, I look 10 years ago and it's like, wow, look at all this change has happened. And um, so anyways, I'm fired up about it. That's what I'm trying to say to you. It can be fun. So if you're like, I get, I know why you're dreading the diet because it's just, all you're doing is changing how you eat. And your eating is your main source of pleasure right now, I bet. And so you're basically saying, I'm going to get rid of my main source of pleasure. For what? So that I'm thinner? So what? <laughs> you know? So you need to give it a lot more meaning. You need a holistic process to, to make this happen. Hope, I hope I'm making that clear. Um, and again, I don't say this stuff to like impress or anything. I'm just, I'm just sharing this with you. I, n I never really talk about myself, my own personal thing a lot, but... Um, you know, I hope it is inspiring for you, you know, I hope. Oh, cool. Thanks, Jayla. Um, the reason why I'm going to start Wagovi is because I've been eating just salads and not losing any. Um, yeah, good luck. Good luck. I mean, here's the thing, right? With, with, with those medicines, and I could be wrong on this, but, but for what I'm understanding is that, you know, they're, they're type 2 diabetic medicines. They help your body produce more insulin. And what they're helping people with the weight loss is I was like, well, it gets rid of the food noise. And a big reason they get rid of the food noise is because they make people feel sick. I, I work with clients that are on this and they feel nauseous all the time. And that's part of the reason how they get rid of the food noise. <laughs> um, but if you're already eating really well, I don't see how that's going to help you lose weight. But I could be wrong. I could not understand it completely. Again, I'm going to go into it and do a deep dive into it and do some stuff on it that I'll be happy to share on YouTube and here. But um, if you're already eating salads, you know, but, you know, how long have you just been eating salads? I, I got to tell you, I, I don't take this the wrong way. This is my world. We think we're a lot more aware than we are. And, and I would bet I would bet a lot of money that you don't just eat salads. And if you do just eat salads, it hasn't been that long. Uh <laughs> I can't sleep more than like five hours at a time. That's all right. You know, binaural sleeping was the norm until, you know, the last 50 years or so, 100 years. So I, I, I sleep five hours. I'll get up. I meditate. And I go back to bed again. So again, there's no right or wrong. They're just, just dealing with whatever happens, whatever comes up in your life, you know. But Texi, Texi Mimi, right that there. Are you, are you, how long have you been eating just salads? Are you really eating just salads? 
because again i only say that i i usually i wouldn't care but if, it, if like you're really serious about going on this medicine i just want to clarify things and again you maybe you're doing that maybe you're not i don't know but uh might be able to help you get kind of clearer on this so i'm not seeing a response i gotta get out of here but again work to be honest with yourself if you really are just eating salads and if it's been an extended period of time because uh if that's the case we'll go be my help anyways but it's probably not true and uh hey whatever it, well, how about this <laughs> if it's two grand a month you could get eight weeks of my program for half that you know i, I would certainly recommend that before i would do agovia you know and then you'll know how much of it's your mindset and how much of it's your physical body but even your physical body you can influence without medications you know again that's the lifestyle piece that's the nourishment you're putting in your body um but anyways all right everyone i gotta get out of here but go uh if you want to you know get my world at the very least go get that hypnosis session uh click on the link in my bio go click that link and get the hypnosis session it's the new thin me it's uh, a kickstart session built to help you clarify and connect to the version of you you want to be help get you motivated and fired up um that's free and then i bring you to a, a training three steps to master your weight watch that you know see what that's all about and then uh you know, I, I email you positive stuff all the time. And then if you ever want to get in my world, you can go to programyourself10.com and you can learn about the program there. And uh, you can catch me on YouTube. It's Jim Katsoulis. The podcast is Program Yourself Then. It's on all the major platforms. Uh, listen to it and like it. Give it a review if you don't mind. All right, everyone. Thank you so much. Have a super day and we will talk soon. Bye.